hello and welcome to Radio IAGP, episode number 032, episode 32. Before we get into our questions, I've been playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, the new remaster of those two games. And I gotta say, that game rules. I have been craving a Tony Hawk game for months and months and months now, and to finally have it in my hands, be playing it, it truly feels incredible. I don't know if I'm doing like a game of the year for this podcast, but if I do, it's definitely going to be up there. That's for sure. I probably should think about that off microphone, but we'll get there when we get there. Anyways, let's go to the questions. If you have any questions, you can send them into radioyagp at gmail.com. We read all of them. Please send them in. Here's our first one. Dear Radio IAGP, the reception to Mario 3D All-Stars has been mixed, to say the least. Where do you stand on it? Is there anything positive about this re-release? For my money, I'm just happy to have the games available on Switch. Thanks, Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous. Um, I think it's a bad product. You know, I'm, I'm excited to have super mario 64 on the switch i think that that's cool same with sunshine and mario galaxy i think the people who think that super mario sunshine is awful are mistaken and hyperbolic to a degree that makes me question their opinions on other things this is a, a, a fun game for people to dunk on i've played a little bit not a ton of it i've played a few courses in Super Mario Sunshine on on a GameCube, and it's a fine game. It's okay. It's a Mario game. Not all Mario 3D platformers are great, you know? I mean, Super Mario 64 is good, but there are also problems with that too, even when you played, with, played it, you know, at, at release. Even things like uh, Mario 3D World aren't without faults, you know? So I think having those three games as one package is interesting. I'm surprised that they would leave Galaxy 2 off. You think of the direct comparison to Super Mario All-Stars, which had Super Mario Brothers. It had Super Mario Brothers 2, the Lost Levels, the Japanese version of Super Mario Brothers 2. It had Super Mario Brothers 2 USA, the Doki Doki Panic. Panic? Is that it? Yes, that was right. Doki Doki Panic. The Doki Doki Panic reskin, uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, and then Super Mario Brothers 3. And then if you got the other one uh, later, you would also get Super Mario World. So anywhere from four to five games, depending on the version you got of Super Mario All-Stars. I think it's weird to downgrade that same offering with the same name to three games with minimal improvements. You know, it, it seems like it seems like sunshine is getting 16 by 9 aspect ratio and that's it it doesn't even use the gamecube controller so it it just seems short-sighted if that makes sense it seems uh, not even rushed but it seems like there wasn't a lot of thought into putting these games out on a modern console you know even when super mario 64 came to the ds that was a game that looked different than the game you got on the N64 and had extra content. I don't even think that you need to have extra content for these games, for these re-releases, but even Super Mario All-Stars looked better than their original NES counterparts, you know? So to have Super Mario 64 have incredibly minor changes made to to the graphics. Like, as best as I can tell, they changed some minor graphics on Mario's hat. And this is at least compared to mario super mario 64 that we got in the u.s so 
who knows, maybe this is specifically a port of the Japanese version that came out with Rumble support, you know? So it the fact that it is just a direct port when we are in an age of, like I said earlier, I'm playing Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2. That is a game that is reimagined to be, this is the game in your imagination that exists when you think fondly back on Tony Hawk 1 and 2. You know, it's the same thing that the Spyro remasters, you know, try to try to channel. It's the same thing that the Crash remaster tried to remasters, excuse me, try to channel. It's the same thing that the Destroy All Humans remaster tried to channel. Like these are all games that are being remade and reimagined for modern systems. And they cost less, you know? You're getting three games in the Crash and the Spyro trilogies, and they're what, forty bucks? new when they were coming out with new graphics a whole new way of looking at the game and i'm not sure that there's any extra content there but that's fine if there isn't for me personally i don't think 40 dollars for three games with whole new art styles remade to take advantage of modern consoles i think that's fine you know but 60 dollars for three games with incredibly minor changes and no extra content whatsoever like okay, you can listen to the music from those games if you're using your Switch as a music player, which I'm not sure how many people actually do that, but you can just find that, you can find that music on Spotify right now. Just someone ripping the music from those games and putting them up on Spotify. Or you can go on YouTube and find, you know, rips of those songs. Like, it's not, it's not a drawing point. The only drawing, the only thing drawing me in to this is the fact that I can play these games on the Switch in general. I don't have to have two to three different systems all playing those games, you know? I don't have to take out my N64 to play Super Mario 64. But the other thing that they have to compete with is that you can just download those games, you know? Regardless of your stance on piracy, completely disregard that. It is trivial to go onto the internet, do a Google search, and find an emulator that'll play games, you know, with moderate success or, you know, passable success for the game you want to play and find the ROM for it. It is trivial to find that stuff and it costs you nothing except for some time. And that's it. Now, GameCube and Wii might be a little bit different, but Super Mario 64 specifically, you can find a Nintendo 64 emulator, you can find Super Mario 64, you can play it right now. You could stop this podcast and go play that game and you don't have to spend $60 to get it. Now, it's not going to be on the Switch. It's going to be on a laptop if you're playing there or a PC, but you know, there are ways to do it. I mean, you could spend $60 and get a portable system, like a bootleg-ish system that will play a whole bunch of emulators, including Nintendo 64. So in theory, you could take that $60, give or take, and spend it on new hardware that will play Nintendo 64 games and lower, and all you have to do then is just provide the thing, your your ROMs, you know, get them online. Some of those places even just have the ROMs in an SD card when you get them, you know? I have, I purchased a BitBoy a while ago, and it came with this, with an SD card full of ROMs. I didn't even know it was coming with that. It just came with it. So that's a thing you could get right this moment if you really wanted that. So you compare something like three Crash Bandicoot games remade for 
modern systems, you can see that, or you compare that to the 3D All-Stars, where it's $60 for three games with next to no touch-ups. Trivial, minor touch-ups. Well, trivial is not the right word. I don't know what it takes to make a game 16 by 9 or change Mario's hat in these old games. But they're minor changes from the consumer point of view. You know, it's, it's night and day the type of product you're getting compared to some of these other re-releases. Even a game like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 has less game in it, but looks amazing. There's something to be said about games that are remade that will not be one-to-one remakes because they could probably just do that normally. You know what I mean? Like, I remember what podcast I was listening to that was talking about this as well, but there should just be a Nintendo 64 app on the switch like there is the nintendo one and the super nintendo one like it's weird to to, you know compete with yourself that way but that's what should be being made so you get super mario 64 there but if you want a better version of this game hey we included it in 3d in 3d all-stars it's got new graphics you know it looks better it's been reimagined from the ground up and there you go you can play it there. Maybe it has some extra content if you buy it there. You know, they're not afraid of stealing from people who are doing the work to make their games unique again in the modern era. You know, that Super Mario Brothers 35, where it's a Super Mario Brothers Battle Royale, was a thing that was being done online by the fan community. So put a randomizer in Super Mario 64 3D World, or in the 3D All-Stars, you know, just put a randomizer in there do something make it different make it more interesting do an hd port of super mario 64 ds that's included in 3d all-stars but you get the original n64 one on the n64 app that you get with nintendo online or something you can make an argument that galaxy and sunshine don't need these touch-ups you know touching them up would be not very useful right? Because those games look fine already. And to some extent, 64 looks fine right now. If you're a fan of that era of games and you're nostalgic for the look of a Nintendo 64 game. But I think there's a reason why they do remasters and remakes of these games from that era. And that's because those games just kind of look like butt, (laughs) you know? Like I've played some PlayStation 1 games within the last year or so. I've played N64 games within the last year or so on original hardware, and the games don't look great, and it's fine. Some things don't, some things aren't timeless, and that's fine, you know? I think something like Super Mario All-Stars for the Super Nintendo is more timeless than the original games that exist on the NES. I think All-Stars version of Super Mario Brothers is more timeless and looks more timeless than the original NES version of Super Mario Brothers. That's just personal opinion, though. I think it could go be said either way. But you know that there are games on those systems. On the Super Nintendo, for instance, I think Super Mario World is a timeless game, right? It looks good. It plays good. Everything about it, top-notch. But you know that there are other games for the Super Nintendo that are not, you know? And could, if they were to be made as a 2D platformer in the modern times and resold to you, they would need to be touched up in some way, shape, or form. And... Well, I think the gameplay of Spyro and Crash is timeless. I think the look of those systems are sometimes garbage. I think the same thing for Super Mario 64 and the Nintendo 64. 
I kind of think the game looks like butt and it's harder for me to be interested in spending $60 for three games that are just straight emulation of the original hardware. It's not interesting to me, you know? I think if these games come back out, you have to do something interesting for me to be interested in them, if that makes sense. Like, the game being on Switch is only so much when I could just load it up on my PC and play it right now. So touch it up in some way. Add extra stuff. You know, with the compete with the GigaLeak, you know? People want to know how these games are made. They want to know the process behind them, and they want to be included if that makes sense you know sixty dollars for three games emulated and then a ton of behind the scenes features or cool debug tools or commentary tracks or something that i think is closer to being worth sixty dollars but three games i can play right the second with minimal time investment for sixty dollars it's nothing it's The only reason I want it is to play those games in a slightly easier fashion and like lay in bed, right? Like that's it. And that's not even getting into the timed release of it. It's only being sold until March 31st, 2021. And that's, that's unacceptable. Like Nintendo's preservation policies are atrocious and they really are the Disney of video games in every negative way you can imagine that. I like their games. I like their systems. They're awful at preserving their own media and they are anti-consumer to a large degree. And it's just frustrating. It's frustrating to think about things like them shutting down fan games like the Super Mario Brothers Battle Royale and then doing a knockoff of it later, you know? In a time where the GigaLeak provided us the source code for Super Mario 64 such that people are perfectly porting it to Windows and making mods for the perfectly ported to Windows version of Super Mario 64 and like touching it up and doing all these things and like the fact that even there's a project right now that is going through asset libraries to figure out what did they use to make Super Mario 64. Like what What were the weird texture pictures that they used to make the texture for the ground or for the bricks or for whatever. And the fact that Nintendo will shut all those things down and not let you do anything cool with their property and then also proceed to then not do anything cool with their own properties is baffling to me. And then trying to make re-releases of decades old games into this huge deal when at least for like nintendo and super nintendo those games can be played on pretty much anything i have a thing the size of a game boy that has a nicer screen than the game boy that can play nintendo and super nintendo games with no issue like getting that to work on us on a switch should also not be an issue if any old raspberry pi 30 dollars computer can run those games I expect the switch to the switch to run those games out of box, you know, like selling them to me and gating them in these weird ways is just goofy, especially when you then consider that they hobble their own services in favor of the new stuff, you know, with that new Pikmin 3 remake or not remake deluxe edition or whatever game of the year edition that's coming for the switch. They stopped selling the DLC and the game for the Wii U 
which it was originally on. So if you were someone who did not get that DLC or didn't, you know, just didn't purchase it for the old system, you can't do that anymore. At least not through the eShop, right? And that sucks. Like that you would remove that from the system that you're still technically supporting because you can obviously take things up and down off the eShop on the Wii U in favor of a whole new system and a whole new version. And like even the piecemeal DLC is gone, which I didn't even realize Pikmin 3 had DLC. So it's frustrating. It's ridiculously frustrating because nothing about this is interesting. Nothing about this is cool except for that. Great. Now instead of there being a Disney vault, there's a Nintendo vault. So if you want Super Mario 64 for the Switch to come out, or to play it, you have to make sure you buy it during that window of time if, within those few months. Otherwise, who knows? Maybe you don't get to play it anymore afterwards. And then what if they do do full-on remasters of those games later on? Then what? You know that they're not going to be like, all right, well, if you own this game for $10 more, we're providing it for you as DLC or something to add on to your game, or you get an upgrade button or something. Like, they don't do that. It's just ridiculous. It's everything that's really frustrating about being a video game fan and being a fan of this company that seems like it's stuck in the past, you know? They're so secretive and it doesn't make sense. It truly, truly doesn't make sense. And they want to hobble all types of preservation of these games to then basically do nothing with them, you know? What does me playing a ROM version or an emulator version of Super Mario 64 DS due to Nintendo. Nothing. They don't sell the DS anymore. They don't sell Super Mario 64 DS anymore. If I were to go buy those things, I'd be supporting a secondary market that they don't really like. So what's the harm? Like you can maybe make an argument that there's some harm in me playing Mario, Super Mario Brothers on the PC through an emulator and a ROM that I downloaded off the internet because it means I'm not paying the 20 bucks a year to pay to play it on the Switch, you know? But that's not true with everything, you know? I'm not playing... There's no way for me to legally play the Super Mario Land for the Game Boy that supports Nintendo in any way, you know? I'd either be playing it on a Game Boy that they didn't see a dime for for my purchase and buying it off of eBay. They got their money for that years ago. And they're not seeing any more money off of it. And then buying a used copy of Mario Land for the Game Boy. Like, it's so goofy. It would be different if they bothered to do anything with these games. But they don't. They let them sit in the past. And then they occasionally bring them to the future through emulation. And expect you to pay a ton of money for them. It is ridiculous. It's, I think that 3D, 3D All-Stars not including Galaxy 2, so you're getting less games than the previous namesakes of the three of the All-Stars branding. Not including Galaxy 2, so what are you going to do with it? Are you going to put it out later for $40? Are you never going to put it out? So it's still a game that I would need to have a Wii or a Wii U to play on actual hardware, or I would just have to find a download summit somewhere, you know, and a Wii emulator. But $60, minor improvements, and negligible extra features compared to other games that have been remastered for $40. Like, same amount of games, $40. It's, it's wild how desperate it feels. 
you know, we're all struggling. It's the virus. Business is down. Like, I get it, but change the price. $40 for those games, I think would be okay for me. I truly think it would. But $60 is the price of a new game. Three old games that are moderately trivial to play now in an emulator for free is too much money. <sighs> it's so frustrating. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Oh man, I went on a huge rant and I try not to have these episodes be too long. So I guess this is the rant episode. Um, thanks for listening. I hope this was interesting to you. If it was interesting to you and you'd like to send in questions, please do so. You can do that at radioiagp at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at implausiblyj. You can follow the brand on Twitter at implausiblya. You can find us on YouTube plausibly average just put it in the search bar and you can watch our videos there this week is going to be more of that pokemon crystal randomizer gameplay and more gentle carnage our old series coming back so that's it that's it for us thank you so much for listening i'll see you all next time later A sunshiny day. We're gonna keep it that way. Let's clean is better than dirty, and dirty's neater than clean. Let's all lend a helping hand. Mario can't do it alone. He'll spray his water to fly around and clean the sludge that's on the ground. Let's clean is better than dirty, and dirty's neater than clean. Super Mario Sunshine, only for Nintendo GameCube. Rated E for everyone.